Welcome to another episode of This Catholic Life. Conversations about life's ups and downs, big and small, how we deal with every situation imaginable, whatever life throws at us, but still manage to be sensible, practical, and joyful. Today's show is called Making Music. At a time when we all are consuming lots more of media stuff, um, especially the music for me, help, helping me lift me in this silly time, uh, we're going to talk about Catholics making music. I'm your host, Peter Holmes, and today I'm joined by Ryan Galliott, artist, resident Hello. geek, and co-host today. Yep. That's <laughs> me. <laughs> and Hello. also by Louisa and Marilyn, who together are called Gus and Iggy. Hello. Hi. Hey. How are you going? <laughs> All right, thanks. Before we get started, I just remind our listeners that if you like the show, you should subscribe on your podcast app and that way you won't miss an episode. So making music. You guys form a – is it a band? Are you calling yourself a band or is it a special other name for this? A duo. A, yeah, a duo, we alternate. A group. Yeah, we yeah. alternate, right? We alternate. As in you alternate the, the name? Yeah, sometimes we're like, yeah, we're a band. But like, yeah, oh, we're rock a stars. Rock stars. All right. So Gus and Iggy, um, as names, I, when I first heard this name, I went, hang on, how does that fit with the two names? I know it doesn't. So can you explain <laughs> Gus and huh? Iggy? Ah, that's a good one. Mm. Um, we actually met at Notre Dame mm. while you were teaching us. Yeah. Peter, oh, wow. So Studying at uni. Pleasure. Oh, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and um, I was getting really into St. Augustine of Hippo, his philosophy, um, and Louisa. And I was reading some St. Ignatius stuff and kind of I remember being at some kind of retreat or something and someone talking about St. Ignatius and calling him Iggy, and I just thought that was the coolest thing ever. Um, and St. Ignatius yeah. of? Loyola. Loyola, um, okay, right. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, reading, like, spiritual exercises and that kind of thing. And, um wow. Yeah, just like bits and pieces and just, yeah, always thought that was really fun and thought he was like his conversion story I found really cool and we just kind of identified with those saints and started using those so as Gus, like. Gus for Augustine yeah. and Iggy yeah. for Ignatius, right. Yeah. So, it, so it Gus actually, and Iggy, you never thought of Guggy? <laughs> we get Giggy. <laughs> a lot of our giggy. friends, a lot of friends <laughs> like, say giggy. when we have a gig, they'll be like, oh, are you guys going to the Giggy? Like that's the thing they say. It's yeah, weird. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I was going to go with a, a line there, but I shouldn't. The um, uh, Gus and Iggy sounds like uh, box. It sounds like some like a sidekicks for the Battle Pope. The you know the. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that so, keeps coming back. <laughs> it, sorry, whenever since you've mentioned Battle Pope, it's really haunted me. What's um, Battle Pope? Okay. Uh, that's a long story. A couple of episodes. Was, it was the Superheroes episode, wasn't it? Superheroes. Um, it was like episode three or something. Some no, it was, way back. it was later than that. But Five or something. Superheroes yeah. episode, we talked about um, all sorts of comic heroes and Vox mentioned one called Battle Pope and there is actually a Marvel comic that is Battle, Battle Pope. It's, oh, um, my God. by the way. But yeah, yeah. It's really horrible. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very horrible. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Yes. Yes, one day we should talk Where's about Where's he Warrior in the Marvel Nuns. Universe, in the MCU? Get him in the MCU. Like, it's, no, no, it's good that he's not. <laughs> right. It's good that people prefer to forget him. Anyway, yes. back to the music. Back to that. Take us back to the beginning. So how did Gus, you, you were listening, sorry, you were doing theology at Notre Dame, but you, you obviously then, not all of our students suddenly make a band. So how did this, this happen? Why don't they? Yeah. <laughs> no. That's a very good question. Maybe we could ask that. Um, but if you tell them how it's done, then maybe they'll get yeah. into it. Well, I correct myself from before. We didn't actually meet at uni. 
we started writing while we were at uni. Yeah, yeah. Um, we met at church um, events, Antioch. That. Yeah, yeah, through Antioch. Before that. When I was still in high school. Um, yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you come through Antioch as well, Bucks? No, no, I've I've had some dealings with Antioch. So okay. Some dealings. <laughs> yes. Sounds a bit dodgy. Yeah. I was going to say, if you start Whoa. saying, I went down to Gussanigi at Antioch. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Antioch. Giggy. Sounds very suspicious. Sorry, go on. You were saying you met. Um, yeah. So we met, yeah, when we were still quite young. Sorry, you were saying. We uh, started writing while we were at uni together because um, I had some kind of instrumental like chord progressions that I'd been kind of working on um piano um as well as guitar and um I didn't really have much of like inspiration in terms of like melody lines and lyrics and I knew Mm. that um Louise is a great singer everyone knew that she still is um and I was just um yeah one afternoon I invited Louisa over to my place and I was like hey check out this thing I've been working on kind of just testing the waters. I, I really like collaboration. So I'll, often if there's any other um, opportunity with musicians to collaborate, um, I'll, I'll try and, you know, make that happen. Um, yeah, we, we we just kind of started this song Christmas together. Eve moment though. What's that? The Christmas Eve moment. I'm going to tell a story and then I want you to cut it prior to what Maz just said because this is what happened <laughs> prior to what Maz just said. Cool. Um, so um, there was one, the first time we ever played together, was um it was one of these ridiculous moments that sounds like a movie to be honest and it probably it felt like it sounds ridiculous because i'm just like hardcore romantic but it sounded like it felt like a you know movie moment at the time but we went to midnight mass one christmas eve um back in like 2011 i think christmas 2011 we went to midnight mass um and i went with maz's family and then we all went back to their place and it was like a you know 1am in the morning let's all have kind of some food and a, a drink for christmas which was something that they do every year and we were there and I think it was one of our friends just kind of you were playing or something and I just started singing I I do this thing at parties where I pick up my guitar (laughs) so I can hide behind it and not actually socialize I don't know if you relate to that yeah Um, Yeah. this one time it went really well the last 20 years it's been babies for me but now I've run out yeah (laughs) Yeah. like you know the person that goes into the kitchen and, and offers help for the, with the yep. food. Yep. Yeah, that's yep. me with my mm-hmm. guitar. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of just right. tinkling away. Yeah, so Maz was just kind of having a play and somehow we decided we started playing a song together um, called Albertine by Brooke Fraser. And it was one of those moments that was like a bit lightning in a bottle. It was just, we, it was, it sounds really lame, but it, we described, like it, it really felt like something special. Um, and we were like, if it okay, happened, we really it's have not to lame. do something with this. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's the start of all of this. So um, that was kind of we were like we should play together or write together or do something musically together. Okay. So how does that work, that writing process now? I mean, it's not all just let's go to another party and write a song. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> how, how does um, it happen? You mean now in the present day yeah. or lately? Well, I mean, you, if it's progressed in, and if it's changed over time, that would be a good story too. Yeah, it has changed over time. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of started off like, yeah, me kind of coming up with these chord progressions or like riffs or, um, like hook lines and then Mm -hmm. kind of bringing it to Louisa being like, Hey, like, you know, I kind of felt like, um, (laughs) why are you laughing? (laughs) 
Hey. I've got, I was, yeah, that, that particular line. You come to the door with <laughs> hey. the guitar and go, hey. Hey. <laughs> that's, yeah. a, that's a great image in my head. Yeah, right I'm now. looking at it now. It's amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, and then I had like, um, you know, a full outfit on with like, yeah, no, I didn't. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I would have like a concept or an idea of, um, what that music kind of suited in terms of lyrically, but not actually have like solid lyrics. I might have like a, a keyword or maybe like a, a phrase or something, and I'll bring it to Louisa. Um, and how do you do that? I just... mean, how do you listen? I've I've heard you, and I have to say this: one of the stronger points of the songs is is the the um the background riffs. That's I've heard that's... those, but how do you listen to that and then go? We've got to sing about the Eucharist, or you know, something that happened in your head. I just go, I "Hey, that's cool." This is this is a question for Louisa. I think really, it's more, I don't know. I get a a sense of um, you know what this music would be trying to say. I don't know. Like that right. sounds again. It sounds really lame. I've just recently purchased your albums. Uh, plug um, <laughs> and. <laughs> I've got to say that mix of the music and the lyrics, it's so easy to listen to. Um, I just I just find myself listening to it like all the time. So um, oh, it's a great so process that you guys have in terms of having that music match up with the lyrics and, and, yeah. and the themes of it. Um, yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's great. Well, so. I think that's like part of that is a decade of friendship too. Like we right. know each other pretty inside and you're comfortable. We, um, yeah, we used to share a room. We, right. like, fact. we've, yeah, been, you know, we've been really close for a long time and so um, know each other really well and know, I guess, um, we're comfortable being pretty vulnerable with each other and so working through concepts. So a lot of our music you'll notice is about some pretty real stuff, um, you know, the vulnerability or... Um, yeah, I have to say that that's something that attracted me to it because... When I first read your blurbs, because I, I remember hearing, I think I saw you threw something on Facebook about doing music, and I thought, well, I'll check it out. And I remember reading a blurb about how you came across it and reading that you were involved in the um, some of the more Catholic charismatic uh, stuff, and I groaned, I have to say, dear listener. <laughs> I went, oh, God, not another one of these driveling, happy, clappy things. <laughs> And then I, We're not and then happy I at all. <laughs> We're really emo, actually. <laughs> and I listened to it. I thought these guys actually are, are real. Like there's there's something real, and 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 I wouldn't say it's miserable. It's absolutely no. not miserable. It's very hopeful, and hope is the is the key thing. But it's hard hope. It's hope in in actual real circumstances, and I, I really appreciated that. Um, it's not my regular style of music either, but you got me. So I'd say that's oh, a compliment that's cool. to the to the music. Um, yeah, it's funny you say it's, that because yeah, we both have a pretty strong melancholic streak. I mean, right? Louise is a sanguine. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Greek temperaments, um, <laughs> but we both have a really strong melancholic Hardcore. streak. And, so yeah. that's probably what's speaking to you, Peter. Enneagram I'm a melancholic, well. so yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so am yeah. I. There you go. Um, no, I mean, ha- it can be dangerous to, to to dabble too much in melancholy, but um, yeah. to be honest, I, th- I think that ha- what I meant by hard hope is is really quite, I don't know if I that's that the right. I love that phrase. I love that, that hard hope. Like, mm. that's really, yeah. really good. Yeah, let's I like Because it's not, it's not the kind of fairy floss sort of happy, let's, everything's great, Jesus is wonderful. And he is, but it's kind of hard, you know. It, life yeah. is hard, and Jesus yeah. did it hard. And there's, yeah, you know, yeah. hard hope is what it's all about. You know, real tough love kind of thing. 
Yeah, yeah. and that's kind Can of I what just we ask? try. Well, you you mentioned before vulnerability, um, and speaking as a creative, mm. I know that that's something I try to really work with with my art. Um, in terms of if if I don't feel like I've allowed myself to be vulnerable in some of my images or that it's hit me in that particular, and, and you're talking about hard hope, Peter. I think my images really try to illustrate that vulnerability and hard hope. Mm. How easy, and that's me as a single artist, like just doing, how is it when you're working as a, as a duet, as a, as, a, as a double team, um, trying to work on something and sharing that vulnerability? Great question. That's, yeah, exactly. It's only possible, um, yeah, I think the, the 10 years of friendship and the grace of God, to be honest. Um, like it's, it's really hard. We, we do have to be very, very trusting of each other. And there's phases when that's easier and harder, if, you know, if we're being honest. Yeah. It's up and down. A bit, yeah. It's, it's so hard. If you're honest with each other, do you, do you get to say no to each other? Like does, does, um, does Marilyn show up one day and go, Hey, and Louisa goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, that happens. Yeah, that yeah. Happens. We definitely do say, oh, we probably say it nicer than that as much as we can. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of like, I don't know, for me with writing music, there's a lot of kind of, again, this is going to sound a bit charismatic and happy clappy, but following the spirit, following, you know, oh, this just doesn't seem to fit right. I don't feel like this that's is what Catholic. this song is about. That's not, or, that's, you, charismatics yeah. don't own that. That's Catholic. <laughs> I agree, but just to be, you know, <laughs> yeah. just to pander to your, um, you know, yeah, to, categorizing yeah. it. <laughs> The, um, thank yeah, you for yeah. that. You're welcome. Um, right. So you said there back there that there's um, 10 years of friendship and you've got some musical talent on both sides of the equation. You put them together. It doesn't work out like that for everybody. You, it doesn't just magically click and you suddenly you wake up one day and there's a CD on the desk and, you know, <laughs> done. there's obviously a lot more it work doesn't? involved. There's gigs, there's CDs. So talk, talk us through how that happened. Yeah, I guess for us we had to make a, a commitment mm. and a decision to kind of work together, um, you know, going forward. So I think what we what we did was release um, a few kind of demos through SoundCloud mm. and that was like just really scrappy home recording uh, based on our friends' requests because they, they had caught wind that we started had started working <laughs> together and they were like, oh, we want some of this. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we did some home demos, uploaded them to SoundCloud. They went really well. Um, and then our friends were, yeah, again, continuing to pester us. And so we were like, hey, like this is actually pretty fun. Um, maybe let's release an EP. And I kind of was just like, Lou, you want to do this? And she's like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's definitely a commitment. Because um, while it's fun, it, it does involve a lot of hard work. Yeah. Um, yeah. a lot of um, money, I guess, as well. So yeah. we had to raise funds. Our first EP, um, we owe to all our friends and family. Yeah. Um, and some randoms as well. We we um kickstarted it. So that yeah. was um quite an amazing opportunity to be able to record that first EP. Yeah. Um, with all with all these people already supporting us, like like they have no idea what it might it may have been bad. Yeah, <laughs> but they believed in us, and I think we we owe a lot to these guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, how difficult is it to find a platform? I mean, and my next question, I guess, is: is it more difficult, do you think, for a Catholic group to find a platform than than someone who's not Catholic, just secular or Protestant or someone like that? Like, because it doesn't strike me as being something that Catholics set out to promote. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Being in the music industry in general, the music industry is saturated, whether you're in mainstream mm. or Christian or it's like probably actually There's easier so to there. enter the yeah Christian um, music kind of scene because there's less competitors because there's less Christians. Um, but I think in general, the music industry is like really difficult to enter into. Mm. And we've been pretty lucky mm. having so many supporters yeah. and people who believe in us throughout the whole way. So like, for example, we've had like um, friends who would give us a discount to record and produce our music. Mm. And that's pretty much, you know, the only way, the only reason we're here now yeah because we've been just so 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 supported yeah um throughout the whole process so we're we're really grateful just a question you you mentioned um if i may bring it back a little bit you mentioned earlier fun a couple of times (laughs) Uh, and i'm I'm wondering this as a creative myself how much of your work or how much of the the performances and the singing is i guess colored or shaped or formed by your enjoyment of doing it i mean would you do it because would you ever consider stopping if you got to the point where you just felt like it was work? That's a great question. <laughs> That's a very good question. <laughs> um, just asking for a friend of for mine. For a friend, yeah. <laughs> this is completely not relevant to our current life situation. Um, yes, we would definitely. Um, we have, in fact, in the past a number of times taken a break and taken a step back when it started to feel like work um, mm. and decided this is we need to like we need to be trusting each other we need to be you know um kind of in a place where we're able to enjoy this and able to make it you know like i don't know i think i find the creative process so much harder when it is work if that makes sense um when i feel like there's a pressure to produce something it's not really enjoyable I think so. When you say pressure like that, is that pressure in terms of like perfection, like when you're editing a CD and you've done your 23rd take in that evening and you're going, oh, really? (laughs) Really? It wasn't that good? Or is it that when you've got that pressure when you're stepping up to the microphone and you only get one shot at it at a gig? I'm nodding profusely right now because (laughs) we are both perfectionists. Hardcore. Hardcore. That makes the dynamic like awesome but also really difficult at times because we both yep. are perfectionists in different mm. ways. Mm. And right. so we both want a perfect product, which is unattainable. Yeah. <laughs> um, mm. And so, yeah, it can start to feel like quite um, rigorous, but not in a fun way, mm. um, especially in the studio, because you could literally um, edit the production process and just and just keep, you know, fine tuning it forever yeah. like for me yeah. personally i don't feel like i'll ever be happy with anything that i release yeah. um right. what about you Lou? Yeah. there's yeah. a saying there's a saying they say that uh no artist ever considers their work finished yeah, yeah. um or good enough really is that yeah. bad yeah. Maybe you that's... just have to get to yeah. a hopefully you mature to a point where you just realize yeah this is releasable yeah <laughs> yeah and yeah. that's that's basically where <laughs> mo- most of the stuff that you hear of ours is yeah in our spine. right um i think for me the pressure is about the the creative process so actually writing music um playing music together so gigs pub gigs performances most of the time i find pretty enjoyable um like yeah i i find that pretty fun the the hard part for me is the creating something new and feeling like that is significant and worthwhile for people to listen to or good enough, you know, um, right. mm. trusting in my own ability 
in my own songwriting capacity. Wow, we're getting pretty real here. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> let's let's do this. Um, yeah, I, I I find that more challenging. That the pressure on me is not necessarily even kind of what you were describing, Peter, stepping up to the mic at a gig, or um, it's the actual writing process. It's the right. I'll write something one day and be like, oh, this is okay, and then listen to it a couple of days later and be like, this is garbage. What the hell was I thinking? Like it's. <laughs> So that that is hard. And when, when that starts, when it feels like this pressure to create something, it's not for my own self-expression, you know? It's not for the purposes of my own, um, you know, spiritual journey, yep. to be honest, because a lot of the writing process for me, any, any creativity I find is a, a spiritual um, yeah. work, not work, a spiritual experience, exercise, experience. So coming back to the whole um, vulnerability question, have you ever had any criticism that you know, really made you stop and think and go, whoa, hang on, I've got to change something? Um, I think for the most part we've had a lot of support and encouragement and people being really, really wonderful. Um, some of our music that we intend to be used for corporate worship or, you know, that we really want to make sure, like some of our music is, um, more for personal prayer than for corporate worship, if that makes sense. And so um, it's more... It's devotional more than worship. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's a good descriptor. Um, but the stuff that we want to use for corporate worship, we generally um, try to get it checked over theologically before we release it to the public. Um, sure. And sometimes there's still discrepancies, but mostly we, we try to get it checked over to make sure that what we're singing is legit. <laughs> Absolutely. It's a good mm. thing to do. Um even our heartfelt um, expressions of joy and truth can often uh, make an unwitting error, so it's worth checking mm. over. Now, you mentioned yeah. a couple of gigs off air, and uh, I know you've been in a couple of big places. What would you say is the biggest and uh, the smallest gig you've had? Oh, Biggest gig's probably ACYF. Definitely. Would that be right? Definitely ACYF. The Australian Catholic Youth Festival. Yes. yes. So yes. in Perth last yep. year. How big um, was that? That was 6,000 people. Oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> 6,000 people. That. Not many <laughs> musicians can claim that as their biggest gig. And probably oh. more, actually, for the final mass. There was probably oh, more than true. that for the final mass, even closer to 10. Um, Very cool. Did you notice a so hit on your songs on the, um, on the yes, Spotify after that? You did. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> it was really wonderful. I Yeah, that was an incredible experience. We're so, so, so grateful to have been able to be a part of that. Um, uh, yeah, to be able to serve the church in that way um, and to share our music um, in a way that has helped so many people pray. It's, yeah, that was exceptional. That was definitely Excellent. the biggest gig that we've done. Now the smallest, the smallest one. Uh, smallest one. I feel like there's been a lot of headlands, like pub gigs where no one's turned up. <laughs> oh, oh, what about the one at Parramatta, the lights one? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. There was one at Parramatta last year that not a lot of people turned up to either. But it was a cold winter's night. It was, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, there's a lot in our living rooms that no one turns up to, but we really enjoy them. So. <laughs> They're more fun ones. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I actually, I don't know. I like the small ones because um, I feel like I can experiment a little bit more mm. um, and kind of get away with it because I don't feel like it needs to be perfect because there's not as many people there. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It also gives them a unique experience too. They're not just getting a kind of cut and paste one. Correct. Um, yeah. Yeah. So how does being a Catholic affect your writing and or performing? Do you think it makes a difference or is it just that you happen to be artists who are Catholic or 
Is there something different about the way Catholics would approach this? Um, yeah, I think, I think it does affect how we um, present ourselves, I guess, knowing that we are, you know, daughters of God, like heirs, really, to the kingdom. Um, that's, that's, that's pretty a, cool. Yeah, it's yeah. like mm. a pretty massive identity um, to kind of try and step into. And, and, and I guess we try and um, present that when we're, when we're playing live as well as recorded. Um, yeah, and we're quite mindful that that's, that that's what we're trying to communicate because we do tell people that we are Christian. So, like, if you're going to tell people that you're Christian, you better act like it kind of thing. Mm. Fair enough. Yeah, I think most of the stuff that we write, most of our music is about it's about life and the stuff of life. And we've found that a lot of people who are not necessarily Christian can relate to some of our music. Um, however, it all is from our spiritual journeys and, you know, our walk with the Lord. And so um, I think, yeah, very heavily influences our music. Yeah. So does being a Catholic change your goal in music? Like you often hear about people's goals. Yeah. It, it probably informs our yeah. goal quite a bit um, yeah. because because the goal of a Christian is not really to glorify yourself. A lot of a lot of musicians, you know, enter the the scene to gain I don't know plays or you know it's it's statistics mm. based. Yeah, um, fame. You know, they're, trying, they're trying to make some money, maybe mm. a bit of fame, maybe a bit of recognition and success. But I guess for us it's kind of more about glorifying god like and if and if no and if just one person um hears one of our songs and is brought to um you know a deeper relationship with god or like you know even is even is brought to like question their existence or question who yeah. god is like i'm happy start that journey yeah that then mm. we've done our job i think yeah in terms of goals one of the key things for us is one of the key reasons that we started releasing our music was because the friends that had heard it had talked about how much it had helped them to pray or to process their own walk with the Lord or whatever. And so really that's a key goal for us, um, which I think yeah, wouldn't be the case if we weren't practising Catholic Christians. So, I'm not sure what it's like for musicians, and especially there's the two of you, but the, the, the whole, uh, you know, you write music, you write the lyrics. Have you ever written songs out and then realised that you could sort of... Uh, pick this song, pick that song, and sort of we'll, we'll, we'll stagger these releases and have these ones for this album with this theme, these ones with this album for this theme. Have you, like, have you ever encountered that kind of conversation with each other saying, hey, let's, let's do this for this album and, 100%, and things like yeah. that? Because, yeah? yeah? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I don't know if you noticed, but um, I Still Wide doesn't really have any mention of like the words Jesus or God or anything like mm. that. It's not explicitly Christian at all. And yeah. that was intentional. And that was intentional because we wanted people that are not necessarily of the faith to be able to access it and to still be able to um, relate with the human experience, mm. essentially, because mm. that's what we're trying to um, sing about, our personal kind of, you know, journeys. Mm. And, and then for um, Jonah, that was explicitly christian in terms of we talked about it being yeah um you know there's a reason it's called jonah the reason it's called jonah is because um we we kind of felt like 
it was our um, actually doing what the Lord had asked us to do in the first place. Um, <laughs> much yeah. like Jonah, when the Lord was like, go to Nineveh. He's like, no, um, we kind of feel like we did that a little bit. And we're like, no, we're going to we're going to be relatable to the secular world. And which I still think was important and is important. Yeah. But um, we feel like this was our coming back and saying, OK, Lord. Yeah, Jonah's motivation for not obeying God was that the Ninevites perished. Um, right. Well, <laughs> no. you were just trying to be nice. And- <laughs> we were. Yes. We were trying to the opposite of that. Yeah. Yes. With that process you're talking about and then talking about the, the themes for albums, I guess. Have you ever been halfway through and then gone, hey, I really feel like there should be a song about this when we talk about this theme and then just being stuck with like musician's block because of it? And and how do you deal with that block in creativity if you've gone through it? Yeah. Um, I find that less so with like whole projects, EPs or whatever, and more so with individual songs, if that makes sense. Okay. I often get stuck on the process with individual songs. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm just speaking as a creative because I've, yeah, uh, as as many people know, I'm stuck at the moment on this series on the mysteries of the rosary. Oh, <laughs> and cool. I'm stuck on it because there's an image I'm doing that I've done maybe three or four iterations on, and right. none of them have really spoken to me yet. You know, that yeah. I haven't really been able to. So, just in terms of that block and the, the whole. Yeah. Look, if I had an answer, we would have more finished songs than <laughs> half-finished songs. We have way more half-finished songs, I think, than finished songs. <laughs> would you say then that that's actually really important to just start writing even if you don't finish that, that the whole process requires that trial and error? Yeah. Speaking as perfectionists, as creatives, would you say then that that's part of it and part of it is the humility to be able to accept that you get things wrong? Mm, yeah, hundred um, percent. I think starting that process like can be really scary because you're just like, oh, but it's just like an idea, or you know, I don't want to like come up with this half baked good that's going to just be useless sitting in the corner collecting dust for years. Mm. But that's literally how um, a lot of our stuff came about, really. Mm. Um, so, what was that one song that I had a riff for for like four or five years? Oh, it was um, Restless Guest. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is now finished. Yeah. So, um, I'll I'll just start. You were playing that riff for literally like five years. <laughs> yeah. So, hang yeah. on. is that a, is that one's finished now and it's ready to yeah, come out? Yeah, it hasn't been released yet, but yeah. Oh, look, you heard it first here, guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> a new song. Um, well, then my next question is about styles. Uh, the style of music. Um, seems to come from yourselves, like it's the style that you're familiar with and you, you like. Do you think that there's some styles that don't suit the kind of content that Catholics might put together or or you, you think that there's some that definitely lend themselves to that? I know I have friends who want like a Catholic hardcore heavy metal album, Marilyn included. Mm. Um, so I don't know. <laughs> I'm into Metallica. Like I like my heavy stuff. I'm also in, a, in like a folk metal band. Um, right. Yeah, oh, wow. called We The Elect. So... Yeah, I yeah, I love all genres of music. We need um, to talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because you know, um, I think that in the, in terms of the prog metal um, scene, it's distinctly lacking in decent Christian content. I totally um, agree with you. Yeah, yeah. I don't think there's any reason that Christian themes can't be applied to most music, like most styles. 
I mean, styles mm. are just style. They're yeah. neither good nor bad. They're just a style, yeah. really. They don't have any moral value to them. Mm. Um, There's some of them, though, that seem to be like lend themselves to certain things. So, for example, yeah. um, there's a reason why goths have the styles that they do and there's a reason why, you know, particular emotions tend to, you know, flock to certain styles of music. Yeah. Uh, it, it, I mean, styles express things in different ways. Yeah, they, they do, I guess. What, yeah. Yeah. So, But I think maybe di- different styles could express different parts of the journey, you know? Yeah. I don't True. know. Our, even, I even in our music, I, th- I think there's a lot of variation in, in our songs in terms of the... You Style, think? Not really. You don't think so? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. So we're having a creative discussion now. The um, <laughs> I'm not. I mean, I'm. I really like most styles of music, except for country and western. But I would say <gasps> that. Um, <gasps> oh, no, no, Peter, no. Oh, Stop. Pick your country. <laughs> Hardcore country fans over here. Maz converted oh, me years there ago. There you go. So you'll have to, you'll have to tell me some that I should like after this. Oh, we will. But um, the. I like most styles, but I can't say that I've ever found um, progressive metal or rap or any of those styles as devotional. Like you just see okay. what I'm saying. So yeah. Uh, one, yeah, one of the things I really enjoyed about your CDs was um, that I can actually pray to them and with them and through them. And that's, that's a, really that's a very important thing. So we're getting towards the end of our time. What now is the time for me to ask you? What would you say to a young aspiring musician? Like what's 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 advice would you give the younger self (laughs) go for gold just do it and like don't worry about the quality make some crappy home iphone recordings you just have to start the process and you know be okay with it being crappy to begin with because you know with more practice um and with more experience you'll start to refine what you want to be able to make um, and and that and that process is really important. Mm. Fantastic, Louisa. I like that. Um, I think I would give probably the advice that I try to give to myself still, which is that you'll never know if it's going to work if you don't try, and it's worth trying to find out. And your voice matters. What you have to say is important. Um, mm. So figure out how the Lord would have you to use that, how the Lord would have you use it. Yeah. Mm. Cool. The best way you can well, glorify. that's it for this week's podcast. If today's discussion got you thinking or arguing with your podcast device or singing along, let us know. <laughs> you can check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook or Discord and you can find all the links to the wonderful music of the ladies on the show in our show notes on the website. Be sure to write us a review on iTunes and tell your friends. This is a uniquely Australian Catholic podcast and we think that's an idea worth getting behind. So get everyone else involved. Uh, Before we go, would you like to say hello to anyone, Marilyn? Um, Yeah, I want to say hello to my mum and dad. I don't know. Is that cute? That's cute. Hi, mum and dad. (laughs) (laughs) And my little niece, Hannah. She has no idea what this is. but Right. One day she'll listen to it. Yeah. Mm. Louisa. Likewise, my shout out will be for my three and a half month old bub, Joy, who I'm going to go and feed now. And Lovely. My hubs, Cole. He's wonderful. <laughs> I love how that uh, that last shout out was a 
<laughs> you, you did the, the hub sort of got a silent, a more silent uh, shout out. <laughs> and hubs call. My hubs Box, call. Your turn. I, I, uh, this conversation has been really great in terms of creativity. And, and of course, I've been asking those questions. So I want to shout out now to those artists that I've been working with uh, for as long as this podcast has been going, really, and trying to form something. Because I know I'm not easy to get along with sometimes. Uh, so really... Thank you for your patience. <laughs> I'm going to shout out to um, my lovely wife, um, who has held the family uh, in some kind of semblance of order in this time of silly lockdown in COVID. And um, uh, she's really doing fantastic at keeping us all sane and keeping us all organized and keeping us all fed and happy and healthy. So shout out to her. That's all for now. Thank you for listening to This Catholic Life. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us.